Tobias' attack was suicidal. Max Verstappen, you are a race winner. You like my face? You like it? Hello and welcome to episode two of Talking Toro Rosso, the number one podcast for Toro Rosso driver news. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Evans, and I'm joined as always by Stu Greenwood and by Tom King. Hello. Hello. How are we guys? Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Good, glad to hear it. Um, yeah, it's going to be another Toro Rosso heavy episode, I think. Yay. Um, as, as predicted almost immediately after us, uh, released in the next uh, the previous episode lots more news appeared as is always the case um so first up uh, pierre gasly is going to miss the u.s grand prix to compete in the super formula final um Boo. where he's only half a point behind <laughs> championship leader hiroki iashura who drives for honda's rivals toyota so obviously honda were quite keen on getting him back to uh try to win that title of course he's not going to now after all this build-up and all of this talk of him which, is he going to go back, isn't he? He's probably not going to win the title now, but yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> that does unfortunately, Tom, uh, kill your long-term yeah, prediction of Gasly driving in USA. Oh, oh. no. Oh, no. Yep. One long term, one's gone. Yeah. I like how optimistic you are, Chris, about his uh, his chances. I mean, it's just, it's it's kind of, it, it's set up for him to <laughs> yeah. it's all be worth nothing, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's all people have talked about for the last month or so. It's a lot of pressure on him now as well, isn't there, to win it? There is, yeah. Pressure on wonder, 20s and pressure to come back and still do well in the remaining four races. Yeah. I wonder like, how much viewing figures and stuff increase for the Super Formula race now. Yeah. All this has been going on. I've been. Because I'm tempted to try and find a way to watch it. Yeah, me too. Completely actually. honest. Mm. I'm yeah, guessing it'll be very early in the morning as well. Has anyone ever watched a Super Formula race? I watched the highlights of Gasly's first race there, which was at Suzuka. Uh, and it was pretty entertaining, actually. There was like a really, it was a really like decent battle. The cars seemed to be able to fight each other a bit more than F1 cars can. Yeah, oh, that's they're cool. a little more F2 standard, I think, aren't they? They're the sort cars. of halfway between the two. I think they're kind of second fastest to F1 cars in terms of like open wheel yeah. stuff around the world. Not I don't know where IndyCar drops into that, but they're they're up there. They're quick cars. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it has the kind of uh, Alonso Indy effect. Maybe not to the same level, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm tempted to give it a go anyway. Yeah. When is it on? Do um, you know when it's on? I believe it's the Sunday of the US Grand Prix, so it's probably going to be very early Sunday morning. Ah, I, I imagine. Right, okay. So Which, when it's an evening F1 race, I probably won't be yeah. watching both without yeah, a nap yeah. in the middle. I know where I'll be for an evening F1 race. <laughs> Down <Yeah>. the pub. <laughs> well, given that, um, Tom, you're going to be in London town that weekend, and we'll probably yep. be out drinking with you the night before, I doubt I'll be getting up early to watch a Super Formula race. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We should we should go somewhere and watch qualifying. Sorry, we just, uh, at this point I'm arranging plans live. On podcast, <laughs> we, we should go. Uh, we should go see it somewhere together. We should go and watch it. I, I, I know. Actually. I know a few places in London that show it. So uh, yeah. yeah, I don't we know. Well, uh, qualifying. I don't know. Qualifying might struggle, but definitely qualifying uh, might be an ask. A tough ask in a pub. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but we'll see the race itself if you're still around, Tom. Defo. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we asked you on Twitter and Facebook and stuff who you wanted to see take his place. Uh, most votes went to Robert Kubica, which is 
kind of slightly unsurprising because everyone wants to see him back in an F1 car. Uh, quite closely actually followed by Sebastian Buemi, who I think was our pick for the Toro Rosso drive last week. Um, Palmer also got a few votes. Craig Mitchell said Palmer just so he can give a massive middle finger to Renault, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, F1 Constant on Twitter gave a vote for Alex Rossi. Um, Thomas Austin Morgan said, as you said in the episode, it could be anyone or no one. What about Carlos Sainz uh, Sr.? <laughs> who, um, <laughs> wasn't it um, the US Grand Prix last year where him and uh, Verstappen Sr. both got in overalls and sat in the Toro Rosso's for a, a photo op? Oh, I didn't see that. For I'm laps. sure that was... I think it wasn't it Austin last year when qualifying was just a washout and they had to qualify Sunday morning instead. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was when there was nothing else entertaining happening in the yeah. rain. They just sort of suited up and had to sit down in the car. They, they did what they always do when it rains, which is all make boats out of yeah. various <laughs> yep. garage components and put them in the rivers running down the pit lane, which you make seem to boats. see every time it Pratt rains, someone it really just is, makes yeah. a boat. <laughs> oh, that worked once. That entertained everyone. Let's just do it every time. Well, they did it in Japan. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> I think it's um i think it might be mercedes who have got like little maybe it's not mercedes one of the teams anyway's got little like lego men versions of their drivers and they were putting them in the boats and selling their lego men down the pit lane which i quite enjoyed i'm not sure how happy i'd be with a lego version of myself drowning down a drain <laughs> it's not a good omen is it it's kind of voodoo attached to it um, but anyway, yes, so the actual person driving the Toro Rosso is none of those people. It is going to be Brendan Hartley, um, which was quite a surprise, I think. Yeah, I- I'm very surprised. They sacked him off in 2010. Yeah, this is the thing. He So he was um, part of the Red Bull Young Driver program. He was, I think he did a couple of tests for them in like 2009. And he was, uh, I think he was the Toro Rosso and Red Bull reserve driver for a time. And then, yeah, 2010, they ditched him. Um, I enjoyed the quote from Franz Toss, the Toro Rosso team principal, who said, Toro Rosso is very pleased to announce that Brendan Hartley, who has been part of the Red Bull family for a long time in different classes, as well as the test and reserve driver for Red Bull Toro Rosso, when I'll be back for us in Austin, we are really happy to have him back in our team. With all the racing experience accumulated over the years, we are convinced he'll do a fantastic job of us. The nice sort of family where you kick a member of it out for a few years and then... Yeah. come crawling back when you need <laughs> you them. D- disown yeah, your driver Let, yeah. send the, donate them to orphan your driver send them to a new parent and then bring them back <laughs> into the fold years later once they've matured it is kind of what we were uh, saying last time though isn't it like they have a bit of a problem with drivers now they've yeah. ditched so many of their young drivers they've had to go crawling back to someone who I mean I think no driver's going to say no to an F1 chance, but you've got to imagine a little bit of him was tempted to say, no, stick your drive because of how horribly you treat your young drivers. But maybe that's just yeah. me. Yeah. Well, it's You're not going to say no to an F1 well, chance, are you? Yeah, I suppose. True. Once Red Bull had kicked him out, he spent some time at Mercedes as well, remember, as a test driver. Yes, he was brief. He did a one test for them, didn't he, I think? I, I think he ran a test, yeah. He was their yeah. test driver sort of... Uh, it was just before Hamilton moved across. Um, yeah, I think so. Just before the hybrid era, uh, like the the last couple of seasons of the previous formula of engine. So he is that was when Red Bull kicked him out. Yeah, um, that he went there for a little while, and then he, that was why when he started doing his LMP two and stuff at the same time, and then obviously upgraded to Porsche once he'd left the Mercedes set up at Formula One. 
Yes, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's not been the worst of times for him since they dropped him. He won the WEC title, like say for Porsche, alongside Mark Webber and Timo Bernhard in 2015. He won this year's Mon 24 Hour, and he's on the verge of winning a second WEC title. He actually probably should have won it this weekend, just gone actually, but the um, the WEC race in Fuji was a bizarre one to say the least. Um, red flag was it two or three times because of fog <clears throat> yeah twice because of fl- fog once about half an hour in and then again about half an hour before the end um very bizarre situation yeah. so they, they had to count back the laps to the, the last completed lap obviously as, as you do in formula one to uh discern who won the race and there was a, a small bit of controversy about toyota potentially winning because they did they were about to pit when the red they were literally like en route to the pit lane on on an in lap to the pit lane as the red flag came out and they would have probably they probably could have managed to get to the end of the race with the amount of fuel they had in the car but whether they would have got to the end of the race in the lead is anyone's yeah. guess so yeah, uh, it was, uh... that's the source of the contro- controversy for you there yep um but yeah, I mean, he's still, I think for them to not win the title, I think the lead Toyota would need to win the next race and his Porsche not come in the top eight or something. So he's yeah. pretty much nailed on to win his second WEC title. Yeah. Is that, is there just, there's just one more WEC, isn't there now? I don't know if there's one or two that are left now. I know the next race is China. I don't know if there's one after that as well. Is there a Chinese round this year? Oh, wow. I didn't I think know so, yeah. Is that Shanghai? Yeah, so, there's yeah. the Shanghai, which is 5th of November, and then yeah. about two weeks later, it's Bahrain for the season. That's oh, two rounds ever, left, yeah, Bahrain, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six because it's, yeah. It, it's, it's all weird because of um, the 2018-19 season thing that we were talking about a little while ago. I genuinely can't remember if we discussed it on the podcast or I don't if think it was, it was a, on the podcast, a private no, conversation no, between <laughs> yeah. us, but uh, we had the conversation about the fact that 2018-19 for World Endurance is going to start with um, they've do, they've done it in a way so that it starts at Spa, which means you then go to Le Mans for a 24-hour Le Mans, and then it goes through the year into 2019 to end at 24-hour Le Mans as well. Yeah, because they wanted they... that to be the final race of the season. So next yeah, like year is a little to be closer weird. every time. So yeah, this yeah. like double super season type thing. I think there's two there's two Spa races as part of it as well. And there's a, yes, they're doing be. a, it's two six hour spas. They're also doing a 12 hour Sebring race, which I've not done before as well. Yeah. It's going to be a mad season. Yeah. So Technically, the, <laughs> the Sebring race or, is measured in miles, as far as I know, rather than hours. Ooh. I think. For, oh, because it's an American sure, one. Un- unless they're changing it for World Endurance. I think they're changing. Yeah, I think. It's 1,500 miles at the minute. Yeah, because they're running two races on the same weekend as well. They're doing the American Le Mans series and the. WEC race on the same weekend, which yeah. is yeah going to be something. Yeah. Um, while we're talking WEC as well, I wanted to mention at in Fuji, uh, they had the debut of Circuit Safari, uh, oh. which apparent which apparently is a thing that a lot of other series have been doing for a while. But this is the first like international race series that's done it. And essentially, Circuit Safari is I think it was on the morning before the race. They had five coaches and they filled them up with fans and journalists and stuff. And the five coaches went for a drive and did two laps of the circuit. 
while lots of race cars also did laps of the circuit. So you sit in a coach going along the circuit, watching cars zipping past you either side. It looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, that looks. And insane. I very much hope F1 also do that because. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say they weren't doing racing speed because that would be something of a safety concern. Yeah. Do, how does that work? Do they sort of yellow flag around where the buses are so they know to slow down or or what? I think they just expect them to be buses at any corner and they just go fairly slowly all the way around. Ah, right. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm still I going still, a lot quicker than a bus goes. but Yeah, and it's still fun for the fans because whatever happens, it's going to be fast. Yeah. To them, slow is, if you're on a bus, it's fast. If it's anything like the bus I just got to get home to record this podcast, then it's going to be very slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, enough WC. So yeah, that's that's who's going to be driving uh, Toro Rosso uh, this weekend. Obviously, Kvyat's going to be back as well. Whether Kvyat's going to be gone again the following race, who knows? Um, it actually sounds like Hartley is very much in consideration for a drive full-time next season now, which is, again, it's anyone's guess who's going to be driving that Toro Rosso at any given moment at this point in time, yeah. isn't it? it is Question the... for the two of you. If you were him in mm-hmm. that Porsche, winning things like Le Mans and World Endurance titles, would you actually want to leave to go back to Formula 1? In one Formula word... One the go? In one word from me... Absolute well, yes, is is my answer to that. <laughs> I, I was going to say in, in one word from me, absolutely, definitely. That's two words. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, he's. I think, and I was going to. I was about to mention this, but I didn't quite get a chance. Uh, World Endurance Championship next season. Yes, it's a super season. There's going to be loads and loads of races. But my issue with World Endurance Championship is the LMP1 class only has one class, one, one competitor in it next season. That's Toyota. Yes. I'm, is that mm. correct? Yeah, Porsche so, dropping out next year, so yeah, Porsche. You might not have a drive there next. You might not even have a drive there next year. Yeah, yeah. There's that, and pff, Formula One, I think, is probably a better place to be, just in terms of putting yourself out there in, in for for the future. If you don't know where he's going to be driving, it's a great thing to have on your CV. If you can get a decent yeah. points finish or something, and he's only racing Formula One, then. It's good I mean, F1 was kind of always his aim, I think. He kind of worked his way up through the single-seater categories. It was only Toro so dropping him that kind of ruined that. Um, and he's only 27. He's got a few years left in him racing yet. So yeah, I think there's very much time if they did have him to actually make an F1 career out of it. So yeah, At the rate they're hiring toddlers to drive Formula 1 cars, <laughs> like an old man, doesn't he? It's but true, yeah. <laughs> he's actually quite young for a racing driver still. Uh but there we go. That's we'll, we'll see what Torosso do to surprise us next. Um, <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, McLaren young driver Lando Norris won the European Formula Three title. Um, you might yeah. recognise his name because he drove for McLaren at the Hungary Test earlier this year. Uh, and I think he's very much one for the future. McLaren has sort of I've been lining him up for a while as a a prospect for the future. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interestingly, George Russell, who we mentioned last week, who's just won the GP3 title, and he's almost certainly going to move up to F2, has said um, he very much would like to have uh, Lando Norris be his teammate there. Um, don't know where they'll end up. I mean, if the, yeah. but being championship winners, uh, Prima would be the obvious choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- there's been talk of, of Prima... Um, I think, and I and I, I did. I read either I read somewhere. I can't remember where now, but I read somewhere that it was either going to be Prima or Dams. 
Um, Usually your bigger drivers that are sort of backed by the big F1 teams tend to go through teams like that. Some yeah. go through Arden as well, but Arden tends to be Red Bull drivers because of the links to yeah. um, the team principal, whose name I've just gone blank on. Christian Horner. Christian Horner. Thank you, Christian Horner, yeah. So Arden's technically speaking his team, even though I don't think he does much in the you know, day-to-day running of it anymore because yeah. of his Red Bull responsibilities. But a lot of Red Bull younger drivers end up there rather than Prima and Dams. Um, but they're both good, respectable teams, regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dams especially what an interesting place to be because they announced yesterday, I think it was, that they are going to be... Uh, someone else is taking over their GP3 team because um, they want to put their resources into F2 and Formula E rather than spread themselves a bit thinly across three series. Ooh. <clears throat> so Ooh, it's very interesting. Mm, yeah. Especially so, with the la- landscape of sort of single seaters the way it is at the minute with Formula E on very much on the ascent. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. An- another shout actually I just thought for him it, it, I'm pretty sure they're still bringing other people's drivers through but there's Carlin because that's where he's been for the last few years in and out of their system. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah, they have seen that. He won he won Oh, I want to say it was MSA. I remember watching him in Ginetta Juniors a few years ago. Then he was in MSA, and I'm sure that was Carlin. Then he went and did like Formula Four through different teams. Then his Formula Three stuff that he's been doing more recently was Carlin again. He came back, uh, and that's who he's just won Formula Three with this year. Mm. So there's a I suppose a chance that if if he goes through GP3 or F2 or something that um, it might yeah, be those that he's going through. It's also worth mentioning that he won against two teammates in in the most competitive car as well of the thing. So he beat two teammates in the same car to that championship. He's he's there a that's, that's he's his a, first goal, isn't it? Yeah, he's a real prospect. I think George Russell. I think he's going to be. Uh, <laughs> You want to keep an eye on him over the next couple of years. Yeah, he's done a lot of um, he's done a lot of simulator work for McLaren as well, and um, everything you hear from that says they've been very impressed with him. So, yeah, he's also had a test with Mercedes as well. Uh, 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 Hungary drove for Mercedes, Um, and he showed himself to be quite quick there. Russell's in the um, the young drivers program for Mercedes officially, and Norris is in McLaren's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, be, given, well, given yeah, that we're down to um, probably one British driver next year, it's nice to see some more on the way up the ranks. Yeah, hopefully they'll uh, they'll do a bit better than our friend Jolian. Jolian, <laughs> poor Jolian. Nah, poor Jolian. Hashtag poor Jolian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Um, oh, F one esports happened last week, earlier this week. Can't remember exactly when it was. Uh, earlier last week, because we're on Tuesday. It's yes. Tuesday, technically. Oh yeah, I've already lost it. track of what day of the week it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so F1 esports semi-final happened at the Gfinity Arena in London, um, which, if you don't know, was on the current F1 game from Codemasters. They had a couple of qualifying events, which were a kind of race scenario that you did to <clears throat> earn points. And the top forty people, I think it was, um, they went through kind of a couple of. Uh, qualification races online and then the top 40 made it to this semi-final which was at the like I said the Gfinity Arena which is kind of a dedicated esports arena uh, in London Um, Mm. and they streamed I think they did they had two sets of 
20, did they? And they had like two races each yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, that was it. Um, And it was really great to watch. It was, the races themselves were really interesting and some actually really good close racing. Um, Obviously, a lot of money got put into the event. They were in this kind of huge fancy studio, um, sort of set up really well. They did, a, I thought, a pretty good job of presenting kind of, <clears throat> you're essentially watching kind of a, third-person stream of a video game as a TV event. I think they did a great job of. Um, and it was on it was on Sky Sports F1 as well, wasn't it? Um, yep, live. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of crazy for a video game, but yeah. there you go. Um, it's, it's the future. It is. It was. I was thoroughly impressed with it. Uh, it was presented by a stand-up comedian called Tom Deacon, uh, who is also kind of G-Finity's... Um, go to esports hosts he was kind of there in a host capacity but um <clears throat> his his f1 knowledge was fairly lacking but <clears throat> i think he kind of was just there to keep the show running uh jack nichols the bbc f1 commentator was doing the commentary alongside um davide valsetti who you will recognize him a mile off as the italian yeah. guy that gets excited about everything um yeah who did an awesome job they were doing it was like listening to the commentary on a proper race yeah, it was like listening to GP2 commentary. Yeah, it was they, actually, they, yeah. Sorry, F, F2 commentary, I should say. I think they used to... Yes. Uh, the first chap you mentioned, the BBC commentator, he used uh, to Jack do Nichols. F2 commentary. Jack Nichols, I think Yeah, the, the two of them G2. commentated together quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vals, had, oh, Vals, yeah they used to great. do a lot of commentary with Will Buxton as well when Will Buxton was yes. still doing the GP2 and GP3. Yeah, he's awesome. Mm. Um, they also had Kroon Chandok in the studio who clearly knew next to nothing about video games but was kind of thrown in bits of F1 knowledge uh, and also Matt Gallagher from uh, W2F1 uh, which is weird because only a couple of years ago I was watching like YouTube uh, multiplayer F1 races online that him and uh, a guy called Harry something whose name I've forgotten were doing and now like a couple of years later <clears throat> Matt Gallagher is on Sky Sports F1 as a presenter and the other guy was competing in the race that he was commentating over which <laughs> is pretty bizarre yeah um, but yeah it was just really nice to see them actually do a really good job of it I mean obviously in the pre-Liberty Media days something like this would never have happened yeah um yeah, hopefully there's going to be a lot more of it. Um, so the top 20 drivers from that are going through to the final, which is happening in Abu Dhabi on the same weekend as the actual F1 final. And it's worth mentioning the guy who won one of the races, I think that might be in the second set of races, he uh, he only picked up the game in 2016. He started playing Formula 1 in 2016, is that right? Yeah, which yeah, is insane. Yeah. And he only stopped using the like racing line assist in this year's game. And <laughs> suddenly he's beating the best in the world and flying off to Abu yeah. Dhabi. I have a I have a question for you both. Mm-hmm. If uh, there was the GT Driver Academy, wasn't there, where they ended up driving the guy ended up driving a Nissan uh, yeah, Mardin Mardin car? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Still um, does, I think. Still drives. Yeah, he in does. A, he's in he's F two or GP three or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do do we think it's at all possible for any of these guys to end up in a Formula One car or a race car of some kind at some stage? Um, I as a one-off like media event, I can see them maybe giving the winner like a quick lap or two in an old F one car, but to actually progress to be an actual driver, I think is way too big a leap. 
I yeah. I would say that I think Jan Mardenborough is probably the closest of anyone that's done anything like that to getting yeah. an F one because he is still in GP three. Um and he's obviously done things as well like F three. Uh, I don't think he's ever won a championship in anything. But he did like World Endurance, which is that was his part of one of his prizes, I think, was to get to yeah, World yeah, Endurance yeah. eventually. Um but yeah, he, he is still running in GP three, so um, just imagine going from your bedroom to the cockpit of a world endurance car. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? It's, it, oh, it? It must. I mean, the pressure on your shoulders when you're in millions of pounds of equipment from having a control, a thirty quid controller in your hand to multi million pound vehicle around your body. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I've just <laughs> it must thought? Be terrifying. He's not in GP three. He went to Super Formula. So he'll be racing with Gasler this weekend. Ah, interesting. Yeah, Mardenborough. Uh, How old is he? Uh, Mid to late 20s now. About 25, 26, something like that. And I know know he's a couple of years younger than me, give or take a bit, because I was envious as hell when I was watching GT Academy. (laughs) I think he was either the second or the third person that won GT Academy, but when he won it, it was... It was about twenty when he won it, nineteen or twenty something like that. He is twenty six. He was born in nineteen ninety one. He's twenty six years old. Um, what is he driving right now? Let's have a look really quickly. He is currently, know. yeah, super. So he's in the Super GT, like you say. Uh, so Super Formula, like you say, um, is doing the Intercontinental GT Challenge with Nissan. Mm. Um, or he's done that, I should say, and. Uh, he's, yeah, he's been driving Super GT. He's driving Super GT and Super Formula with Team Impul in Japan. So cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is happening? Oh yeah, uh, those of you in the UK, uh, Jensen Button is doing a brief book signing tour of his autobiography. Um, so if you are in Manchester on Wednesday, London on Friday, or Kent on Saturday, you can go along and meet him and get a book signed i am going to attempt to go to the one in london um so uh, if all goes to plan look out for me tweeting a picture of me with him on <laughs> friday lunchtime yep uh, i would love to go but i'm booked i'm afraid so i can't make that one <clears throat> i managed to wangle a day off luckily i've ended up with lots of holiday days left at the end of the year right. so that's a perfect excuse to use one i may what, what you gonna, find what myself you... not working on wednesday as it sounds <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to say to him, Chris, when you meet him? Um, it's a very good question. <laughs> I think you should say, have you heard about this fantastic Formula One podcast <laughs> called Back of the Grid? Would you like to record a, I'm Jensen Button and you're listening to Back <laughs> of the Grid. Thank you very Ooh, much, Jensen. That's well, a good idea. If you can get him to do that, that'd be amazing. Record on your iPhone. Given that the last time I went to a book signing, which was for Chris Hadfield, the Canadian uh, astronaut, I have a photo of me shaking his hand and there is a large, scary security guy just staring me down in the back of the photo. I'm probably not going to push my luck too much, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's Jensen, well, though. He's the nice. Wor- yeah. The worst thing that can happen, Chris, is you get the crap kicked out of you out of a secu- with a security guard. So I mean, you know. that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, What's next? Final bit of news. Uh, it's obviously, it's the US Grand Prix this weekend. Uh, the Circuit of the Americas is partnering with the Susan uh, G. Komen Breast Cancer Charity. 
Uh, you might have already seen that they've painted the kind of stripe between the pit lane and the pit boxes uh, a nice bright pink. Um, but Pirelli have said they're also kind of getting on board with that. So for one weekend only, the ultra soft tyres are going to be pink instead of purple. So uh, cool. I did see some people saying that's going to make an already confusing system even more confusing to <laughs> casual fans. But uh, uh, really, are people that negative about something? I mean, the, the thing is, it's a, it is a very American sports thing to do because it is at, yeah. the, at this time of year during November where it's breast cancer awareness. You see a lot of things like the NFL players will wear pink gloves or pink cleats or pink towels and stuff like that in their gear instead of just the standard team colours. Um, so you get a lot of it through the NFL. So for me, watching other American sports, it's kind of it's something that I've got used to that in November yeah, quite there's a lot of pink knocking around. Um, yeah. and like all the you know, all the padding on the the posts and everything is pink and all those kind of things. So to be honest, I don't I'd notice it, but it wouldn't seem out of place to me seeing it in no. F1. Yeah. It'd just be like it's all part of that American culture of you know breast cancer awareness. So you know, you know which car I can't wait to see running the ultra soft tires. <laughs> Force India. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna look great. cool, isn't it? It look great. Yeah. They're going to be taking all marketing matching. photos all over the shop this week. Oh, they are, aren't they? Absolutely. People might even think that Bre- uh, that Force India are part of the thing. Maybe because it's yeah. the exact same tone of pink as what's on the tire, mm. uh, and I think that's about all the news that's going on this week. Um, do you guys fancy playing a game, or should we go on to predictions and keep it a short episode this week? No, let's play a game. We, do you want to play, play a game now? You've said it. We've got to play. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> it's game on. There. I mean, you could have edited that out if you said no, but there we no. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's uh, the game? Cue music, then I suppose. There it is. Um, <laughs> right, so last time... <laughs> Sorry, it's just Seamless. funny because I, I know full well that it's not played any music and you're expecting me to put it in in post, so I might not put it in now. <laughs> Damn it. Well, that, <laughs> that'd be awkward. <laughs> going to sound like an absolute idiot. Uh, so last time we did this, I tested your team knowledge. Uh, so this time we're going to do drivers. Ooh. So I've got a list of a bunch of drivers and all of the teams that they have driven for. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, this um, is going to be tough. This is only teams they've started a Grand Prix for, so we're not including like running practice sessions or pre-season testing or anything like that. Only teams they have actually competed in a Grand Prix for. Um, if they've driven for a team more than once, I don't need you to name that team more than once. Um, so I've got... Uh, <laughs> lo- yeah, you picked Lewis Hamilton, that's going to be a long <laughs> podcast of us just saying Force India over and over again. <laughs> Did you say Lewis yeah, Hamilton, Force, Force India. India? Force India, sorry, Mercedes. Force India. Wow, well, Force India in my head. That bodes well for this game. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, see if you can engineer another draw, uh, Stu, like last time. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually I, got I a tiebreaker this time, so if uh, there is a draw, we've got a tiebreaker. Oh, good. Um, so the way I've worked out is <clears throat> I've grouped drivers by the number of points each one's worth, um, and you'll get an equal number of points each. Opportunities sense. to get points each. Yes. Yeah? So we'll do the the ones worth the fewest points first and we'll work our way up. Okay. Um, perfect. We'll flip a coin see who goes first. I'll randomly draw drivers from the group for you to do. Um as before you get one guess per point, and if you get any wrong, the other person gets guesses to steal some points. Cool. Okay. Hmm. Um so I guess let's uh, dive straight in. Uh Tom. Do you want heads or tails? Uh, I'll go heads, please. 
It is tails, I'm afraid. Uh, Stu, would you like Never to go? Never fails. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, would you like to go first or second? Um, I'll, I've, I mean, I've got to go first, haven't I? Uh, well, you have. Cool. So, I'll... <laughs> <clears throat> so we start with the three pointers. There's only two three pointers. So, mm-hmm. Stu, you are going to get David Coulthard. He's driven oh. for three teams. Okay. Yep. Uh, so working back, he he finished his career at Red Bull. He did. One. Two thousand five uh, to two thousand and eight. Before that, he was at obviously McLaren. Yep. Ninety six to oh four. Mm-hmm. Um. Did he drive for Jaguar before it was Red Bull? He did not drive for Jaguar, I'm afraid. Ah, I think. Uh, does that mean I forfeited my chances? That to... means Tom gets a chance I to steal. I think he started out at Williams, didn't he? You are correct, yeah, 94 and 95. Cool, so Tom steals a point straight off. Yes. Uh, so Tom, there's only two, three pointers, so you get the other one, okay. which is Daniel Ricciardo. Um, oh, oh dude, I forgot the first team. Right, it I won. thought you might. Did he start at Hispania? Oh. He did, yes, yes. HRT. HRT. Uh, and then Toro Rosso and then Red Bull. He's absolutely correct, yeah. HRT 2011, Toro Rosso 2013, it, Red Bull 2014. It was that first one. I, I just couldn't remember if he was HRT or not. But I, I, I was oh. rubbing my hands together when you said <laughs> that. <laughs> um, right, second group. These are all worth four points. This is the bulk of it. These are all worth four each. Okay. Um, okay. So we'll pick one for you, Stu. Mm-hmm. You get the one. Of the is great... that a, a, a real life piece of paper? I just heard. Rustling. I do have pieces of paper to pick. Two thousand seventeen. Um. Oh, okay. You have Mark Webber. Mark Webber. Right. Okay. So uh, he obviously working backwards again. Ended his career at Red Bull. Yep. Oh seven to thirteen. Uh, before that, obviously he was at Jaguar. He was at Jaguar. Oh three to oh. He began his career at Williams. He was at Williams, yeah. Um, I'll help you out a little bit, Stu, by saying he didn't begin at Williams. He didn't begin his career at Williams, did he? No. That was in between Jaguar and Red Bull. It was weird. Because he didn't move into Red Bull because of the Jaguar takeover. (laughs) He went to Williams. That is correct. This is the hard bit. I also know the first team. Thing. <laughs> I've read his autobiography. It's a great autobiography. Oh, if you've read that, you should definitely you should know. know I should know. I've got a feeling it's Jordan. It's not Jordan, I'm afraid, which means Tom gets to it's, steal. Oh, it's Benetton. It, it's, no, nope. it's our spiritual team. It's Minardi. It is Minardi. Yeah. Yep, 2002, he started at Minardi. He got a fifth place in Australia, in fact, his first race. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's right. two points I've given away already. It is. Ah. Tom. Yours mm. is this is one of the slightly tougher ones, oh, Nico Hulkenberg. Oh, um, well, let's get an easy one and say Renault. Correct. Um, Force India and Sauber. He did both, didn't he? Yep, he had two stints at Force India 2011, 2012, and 2014, 2016. He was at Sauber in between those two stints. Ooh, so that's two points um, for you. Other than that, missing... I just have to take a real punt in the dark and say Williams. You are ah, correct. Oh, he started Williams God. in 2010. <laughs> I really Good couldn't remember where he was shot. before Force <laughs> India. That was a pure guess. <laughs> I, I, you keep getting the ones that I know the answers to. <laughs> and I think I keep getting the ones you know the answers to. Okay, Stu, let's see how you get on with Fernando Alonso. Oh, God. Fernando Alonso. <laughs> okay. Um, well... 
obviously McLaren. Yep, two stints there, there 2007, then 2015 to present. Uh, Renault. Yep, two stints there, 03 to 06 and 08 to 09. Gets you another point. Uh, Ferrari. Yep, Ferrari 2010 to 2014. So you just need where he started. Yeah. <laughs> and that was this is before I started watching Formula <laughs> 1 as well, so... Uh, where did where would Fernando Alonso have started? Please get it wrong, because I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom's gonna thrash me at this. It's just it, Tom's. This is more. These games are more Tom games than they asked you games. <laughs> um, I think with this one, it's gonna depend on who you end up picking because there's some really tough ones in here and some much easier ones. Uh, where did he start then? Renault. Who would have run Renault? Oh, I'm going to say Minardi. It is Minardi, yes. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Get in. Uh, I think he was another guy to score points in his debut season at Minardi, if I remember rightly. Uh, I can't remember Tom. if he points, but I know he definitely raced. But 2001 or something, wasn't it, his first year? 2001, yeah. He definitely outdid what that car should be able to do. Mm. Uh, Tom, your driver is Michael Schumacher. Ooh, um, ooh. Right, well, the obvious is... Ferrari. Um, yep, 96 to 06. And Benetton. Yep, Benetton 91 to 95. And Jordan. And Jordan is correct in 91 so as well. Missing? Oh, uh, when he came back, Mercedes. Yes, I thought you were going to forget that. <laughs> I nearly did. Oh. I went backwards and I was like, <laughs> what am yeah. I forgetting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Stu, your last four pointer. Mm-hmm. I've dropped it on the floor. <laughs> it is Ayrton Senna. Ooh. Oh, right. Oh. Tricky one. Okay, okay. Tricky one. Um, the end of his career at Williams. Correct. Uh, he was at McLaren. He was. Williams was 94. McLaren was 88 to 93. It's four teams. Yeah. Four teams, yeah. Uh. Um, I should know this because I actually worked on the documentary about his life. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Lotus. Lotus, yeah, 85 to 87. So you just need his first team, which actually came up in the last game we played and none of us got it right that time. He was in the Tolman, wasn't he? Yeah. He was Tolman, yeah, 1984. Yeah, the only reason on. I actually ever remember that is because of the Monaco race. Yes, where he should have won. Yeah, where he came second to Prost because this because of the way that they stopped it. Came from like 13th or 14th on the grid or something. Yeah. Mm. Which leaves the last four-pointer for you, Tom, which fittingly is Alan Prost. Oh, um, okay. Fer- That's a hard one. Ferrari and McLaren. So, yeah, Ferrari was in 90s, 91. McLaren was in 1980 and then in 1984 to 89. Um, he was at Williams because he had to leave. He left Williams for Senna to be able to go there. Yeah, his last season was 93 for Williams. Where's the trace? It must have been. So, we're down to the start of his career then, are we? No. Uh, yeah, I'll, let, I'll give you that. McLaren was 1980, was the start of his career, and you're missing 81 to 83. Um, I'm really not sure. Um, Renault maybe. 
It is Renault, oh, yeah. thank God. Oh, what? Yeah, uh, 81 to 83, he was all, all I could see was a yellow car, and when I see yellow, I just think, in that era, I think Williams, because yeah. it was yellow on the top with blue on the bottom, and that all I could think mm. was the only other yellow car was going to be a Renault. <laughs> if it wasn't a Williams, <laughs> I'd already said. Right, we're getting to the business end now. There's two six-pointers and two seven-pointers left. Uh, Stu, you are on, on the 13 points. Tom, you are on 17 points. Very much all still to play for. Yeah. Uh, this is... So, our six-pointers. Uh, yeah. Stu to go first again. I'm going to pick that one for you. One of these is a lot easier than the other one. <laughs> Unfortunately, you've got the difficult one, Stu. <laughs> Oh, great. Who, it, who is it? Am I even going to be able to name one team that he's been played? Nick Heidfeld. Nick Heidfeld, okay. Uh, BMW? BMW, yeah, 06 to 10. Uh, that, well, that would have been BMW Sauber, wouldn't it? Um, Yes. The way I answered that question probably gives you a clue. So Sauber before it was BMW Sauber. He was at so he was at Sauber Sauber in 01 to 03, and then he was at BMW Sauber at 06 to 10. Um, I've left those as separate points, so that's two of them. Four left. Four left, and we're working backwards. So he finished at no, he didn't finish at BMW. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you where they are in the list. I'm just, you're saying you've got two of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely know two that you've not got. Heidfeld. I think this might be the hardest one on the list you've managed to pick here. I I can't. I definitely won't be able to help get all six or or steal all six or whatever. I can definitely get two more. Okay, that's it. Are are you you saying give up now? I want your points. Yes, I am saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm. There's. I've got what. There's one I want to say, but I. I'm scared. I'm not 100, percent and I feel like there's. There's another one that could get before. I feel like he ended his career not at BMW, but he, he was at another team after that. As this is the hardest one, I will give you a clue and say you are right to think. Well, yeah, you're sort of right to think that. So in 2010, he actually drove. No, that's a lie. Yeah, 2010 is the one you are missing. Sorry, 2011 is the one you're missing. So he, I think he went to Lotus. You are team correct, Lotus. yes. He did just do. A handful of races, I think, for Lotus, uh, which was his last team. Yeah, okay, that, so that's one of the two back. that I knew. Yeah, so you've got three. Right, so, so we've got to go back now to the pre-Sauber days. Uh, Williams. Yeah, Williams was 2005. And that's the other one that I knew, so... The okay, other two so I'm not sure of. The, the path to Williams. 2005, you say? Yeah, Williams 2005. So you've got Sauber 01 to 03, and you've got Williams 2005. So you're missing the one in between that, and you're missing his very first team. Um, Spiker? No, no. No, not Spiker, I'm afraid. You've got one guess left. Uh, One more guess. Honda? I'm afraid not, which means, Tom, you have two oh, guesses to get the remaining yeah, two. He got the four that I knew. Um, Minardi. <laughs> um, not Minardi. Uh, 
Arrows? I'm afraid not. Uh. The two you didn't get, he started his career in 2000 at Prost. Oh! Prost. And then 2004, he did a season at Jordan. Wow. Which I'd completely well. forgotten, to be honest. But four out of well, six, I well, think, well, is I a never. solid result last yeah. year. I definitely got all the ones that are in my own era of Formula Yeah, definitely. And even yeah. pre... Pre, I even predated my own era of Formula because I only started Formula One in like two thousand and five. Well, there we go. So. Mm. Uh, right, so that leaves the other six point for you, Tom, which is Rubens Barrichello. Oh, Rubens, oh. right? Um, Braun. Yep, Braun in two thousand and nine. Ferrari. Ferrari was two thousand to two thousand and five. Jordan. Yep, Jordan 93 to 96. How many is that? That's three of six, that isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Williams. Yeah, he ended his career at Williams in 2010 and 11. Did I say a Honda from before Braun? You did not say Honda, but you have now, so that's 2006, 2008. So where did it go between... Is it between, between Jordan and Ferrari, isn't it, my guy? It is, yeah. Oh, I really don't know where he was before. Um, it's going to be a pure guess, and I, I really don't know who to go for. Um, Benetton? It was not Benetton, so Stu, you get a guess. Um, is there just one left? Just one, yeah, 97 to 99. 97 to 99. Uh, BAR Honda? Afraid not. It was actually Stuart. Stuart. Ah. Remember, they were a thing that existed. Yeah. yeah. So, right, we're on to the final two now. Uh, worth okay. seven points apiece, so it's still very much alive. Anyone could still win this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Stu, your driver is. Please don't be difficult. Please don't be difficult. <sighs> You've got the easy one. Oh, God. Yes. Jensen Button. Ooh. Ugh. Uh, ooh, right, okay, so uh, he ended his career at McLaren. Yeah, McLaren 2010 to 2016. Um, before that, he was at uh, Braun GP. Yeah, Braun 09, obviously. Where he won his championship. Uh, before that, he was at the Works Honda team. Yep, Honda was 06 to 08. Uh, how many is that? That's three, isn't it? Yep. Um, 06 to 08. Then before. For, so that was Honda Works team I just said didn't I yep. uh, then before that it was at British American Racing Honda he was indeed that was 03 to 05 03 to 05 uh, so what's that left three left uh, yes three left and I've got them all in order you I have yes so you've gone back as far as 03 now um, 03 so he, he was at Williams at some point he started at Williams in 2000 yeah uh, right, okay, this is where it gets difficult. Um, so you're missing 2001 or 2002? Oh, uh, 2001. Were... Oh, no. <laughs> right, so before BAR Honda. Were BAR a team without Honda? Um... Yeah, they started off as British American Racing and then they became BAR Honda, which became 
Honda. That that you've got all the BIR and Honda stuff, basically, is what I'm saying. Right, okay. You've covered all of that. Um, and what years am I looking for? 2001 and, and 2002. Oh, 2001 and 2002. Again, it's, this is before my time, you see. Uh, I'll be honest, I had no idea he drove for one of these two teams. Really? Yeah. Although there's a link between them, which is a bit of a clue for you, Stu. I didn't know he drove for one of these. Yeah, that's that's the only reason I know both of them. Before BAR, no, it's before. It's between Williams and BAR Honda, right? Yeah. Um, Sauber. I'm afraid not. There's people listening to this <laughs> screaming, screaming at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I really want to scream them at you as well because. Go on. Well, go for it. You've got another guess. Yeah, you might as well have it. Uh, um, Stuart? Afraid <laughs> not. Was Stuart even around in 2001, 2002? I think they had become Jaguar by at that then, point, I think. I think. Yeah. Um, or maybe Midland. Not. Oh, no, no, I'm yeah. thinking of the wrong team. No, Midland, Midland, Midland Jordan was... Probably. Yeah, Midland was Jordan, never mind. Right, so yeah. you get well, to steal Tom. Anyway, it on, should man. be, if my memory serves correctly, Benetton and Renault. It is, yes. I had no idea he drove for Benetton wow. for a season. I ah, see, I was the other way. I always remember him being at Benetton, because when he was at Benetton, it said Jensen really big on the airbox on the back of the car. Yeah, I don't remember that. Mm. Um, <sighs> right, so the final one. For you, Tom. Final seven points. Oh, this is going to be hard. Uh, it's one of the harder ones, yeah. Giancarlo Fisichella. Oh, my. Um... <laughs> oh, dear me. That we're, we're treading deep into the murky past, aren't we, here? Now, I will tell you okay. that the two you stole from Stu puts you two points ahead. Yeah, so I was just about to say, leave... he was he was teammates with <clears throat> Jensen at Benetton, I'm sure he was. So that's one of them. Okay, that's 98-12-1. Yeah, you've got Benetton. And then Renault is obviously another one as well. Yeah, so Renault was 05-07. to um, He did a, his brief stint at Ferrari. Yeah, like a few races at Ferrari in 2009. Drove um, at Jordan as well. Jordan twice, 97 and then 02 and 03. Uh, um, when is that? That is 1, 2, 3, 4 you've got there. Benetton, Renault, You're missing three. Where have you got? He's got Benetton. Jo- Jordan, Benetton, uh, Renault and Ferrari. I've got a gap between Renault and Ferrari there, haven't I? You have, yeah. Where did he go? Where did he go? <laughs> oh! Mm. Oh, no, was it? <laughs> was it Force India? Is that right? <laughs> it was Force India, yeah. yeah, yeah it was nice. Force India. <laughs> itching for you to not get that. Um, oh, earlier than that, I'm not sure. Um... I'm just gonna go with two like older teams that I know of were around in the nineties because I know that's where I'm looking. So, uh, well, you're looking for 2004 as well, still. Oh, 2004. 
Oh, yeah. Um, need 2004 and then his first team. Uh, I need a team. Bois. Okay. Honda 2004. Not Honda. I'm going to get that then. I'm gonna go with an old. I'll have to go with an old team um, for the nineties one. <laughs> Minardi. Ah, oh, sure. Of you course, it's Minardi. Everyone yeah, of that Italian. era drove for Minardi. Italian, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like, and a lot of the drivers that kind of lasted a long time from that started in the nineties kind of started around Minardi, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, which means there's one left, two thousand and four, that you have a chance to steal, Stu. Giancarlo Fisichella. So what have we got? We've got Minardi, Ferrari, Minardi 96, Jordan 97, Benetton 98 to 01, Jordan again 02 to 03. You're missing 04, then Renault 05 to 07, Force India 08 to 09, and Ferrari also 09. Fisichella before Renault. Oh, I've um, got another guess, but I don't think it's right. <laughs> We've had Minardi. Mm. We've had Minardi. And when was Minardi? Oh, that was 96. Minardi were long gone by 2004. Way early. Yeah. Uh, 2004. Who would he have been? Let's say... It's a one-year yep. drive, isn't it? So these are the most difficult ones. Cause it just they are, yeah. Because it stick in your mind. There's not, there's not that much history of him, is there? Uh, shall we just go... We've said Renault, haven't we? We've said... Uh, shall we say... What, 2004? Jaguar? Can I see if my second choice guess is right? You can try, but you won't get a point for it. That's fine. I'm sure <laughs> it was at Toyota when it was Panasonic branding. He was not. He was actually a Sauber for a season. Sauber. <clears throat> no recollection oh, of that Oh, it was truly at Toyota, wasn't it? Oh. It was, yeah. yeah. Wrong Italian. Block. Wrong Italian. <laughs> truly. The money Toyota put into that team and never did anything. Nope. Absolutely crazy. Anyway. Uh, so, your final scores. Stu, you got a very respectable 22. Uh, oh, wow. And Tom, you got 30. So, it was actually wow. fairly close in the end. If you'd, have had, if you'd have had a nightmare on that last one and Stu had stolen a few, he could have nicked that at the end there. Oh, I think I got lucky yeah. with some of them, though. Stu definitely had the harder <laughs> ones. Or at least he had ones that I knew, I think. I think that was I the very key there in me being the able to steal them. Yeah, I think the hardest two are Fisichella and um, Heidfeld, and you got one of those each. But uh, yeah. well, it's very diplomatic of you both to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you, you you nailed that, and that was our drivers. I, I should really start thinking of names for the game, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the place, the place is what people drove for. Game. <laughs> Yay! Um, should we do some predictions? Yeah. yeah, let's rattle on some predictions. That took a while. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Uh, so. Obviously, next week is the USA Grand Prix, as it's officially called, um, and we have to make our predictions now. <laughs> so, Chris, I think you can go first since you've done all. Uh, you've been hosting. You get the opportunities. Sure. Who is going to be the fastest qualifier? Hamilton. Yeah, Tom. Hamilton. Yeah, Stu Hamilton. <laughs> um. More interesting question, who is going to win this race? Uh, Tom. 
Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton, you're going ham. Yeah, it, double ham. He's not. He's not lost a race there. Um, other than the year that Vettel dominated in a Red Bull, which was well the second year of it. He's like won the last three in a row. He there's, has won the last three in a row. There's only but, been two winners there, in fact, Hamilton and Vettel. Yeah. yeah, and which brings us to my guess, which is Vettel. <gasps> Interesting. I'm going to break the Greenwood mould and go for Ooh. Hamilton to qualify fastest, Vettel to, to win, just because the temperatures at this place are going to be insane this weekend. That is the one thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think I'm going to stick with Hamilton, though, because he's just... Very, very good there. It's one of his circuits. Okay. It's one of those, like, when you go to Canada or somewhere, you've just always kind of got him earmarked as being, like, yeah. this is where he'll do well because it's his track. Yeah. Um, so, uh, my turn to go first. It's the first DNF of the race. Um, last year's first did not finish was Nico Hulkenberg in the Force India due to collision damage. Um Turn one being quite a pinch point, isn't it? Yes. Even though there's acres of space, but still somehow they always end up getting tangled up around there. Uh, who's having a mare this last few races? Who, we've got a new driver. We've got Brendan Hartley as well. Um, we've also got the returning Danny Kvyat. We have got the returning Danny Kvyat. And after, he's the most prone, isn't he? You've got to say, the, the, the smart money says Kvyat for me. <laughs> Uh, Chris, your turn. I so looking at Hulkenberg, he was a turn one collision, and he started seventh on the grid. So it's going to be a sort of mid pack thing. So I am going to go for signs in his first race for Renault. Ooh, interesting. What's so harsh? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, see, I'm thinking similar to you that it's going to be someone middleish of the pack because of the way that it's a pinch point corner. So I'm going to go on a similar logic, but say Sergio Perez. Per- oh, that's a good mm, shout as well. Yeah. Um, you clearly both don't think much of Kvyat if you say in mid-pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, num- number of finishers, Tom, please. How many will finish the race? Last year we had one, two, three, four retirements. Yeah, the, we usually lose like three or four. It's never too bad here, apart from that one year where like half the grid disappeared um, mm-hmm. and I think I can't remember what that was down to but I think it was the first year of the hybrids maybe and it killed them off but yeah, I'm going to say 17 finishers, 3 retirements 17 finishers how many finishers did we have in the last race? we had quite a few retirements didn't we? we had like 5 retirements yeah, quite a few out. last time out I think it was 15 but don't quote me on it <laughs> yeah uh, I'm not going to research that right now because it's just not that important. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say this. So last year there were what? We said four, four retirements yeah. last year, didn't we? Um, I think four retirements again. So I'm going to say 16 finishes. Uh, I'm going 17 as well. I had that in my head before. You guys guess. 17. You guys, I mean, Chris, if you want to catch up with Tom. You're gonna to need to change something. It's mate. true, actually. Yeah, but um, <laughs> stick to my guns this time, at least. Stick it to your guns. Okay, okay. So it's me you want to catch up with, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I am half a Cal- calculated ahead, risks. Calculated risks. Yeah. 
Uh, now the random driver. Random driver. Day. So we have him? as with last week, we're going to stick Brennan Hartley on the list. We're not going to guarantee it's him. We're just going to put him on the list uh, and yep. see if he comes also out. Last Based on last this. week, he probably will. <laughs> He's not. Oh. It is. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's embarrassing. Oh no! Get, no, Gasly, isn't it? No, oh. it's <laughs> Palmer. Um, Kvyat. Yeah, it's Palmer. I've not updated my list. So we'll, um, Palmer will come zeroth. <laughs> so we'll just yeah. shuffle that list back Zero. up and we'll generate, an, <laughs> we'll generate a new number. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, it's on. It's Vettel. Oh. Vettel. Oh, yes. Well, I, I know what I'm going to do. The clean gonna, sweep is on. The clean sweep is on first. Oh. Tom. Um, this suddenly got a lot more dramatic. Oh, it's on! It's on! <laughs> I'm really excited. Can you tell? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm I'm saying second. I'm gonna have to say second, second if I'm going with the Hamilton win. Oh, I cannot wait for this race now. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so now is as good a time as ever to ask for your predictions and to remind you that we do have a prize for anyone who's the first to get a clean sweep of five correct guesses. Um, if you want to get involved, tell us who you think is going to be fastest qualifier, the winner, the first DNF, the number of finishes, and where Vettel will finish. You can tell us that on Twitter at Back of the Grid F1. We're on Facebook. Just search Back of the Grid. We're also on Instagram at Back of the Grid. You can also visit backofthegrid.com. Let us know. Win a prize. Everyone will be happy. You can also send in um, long-term predictions via the same thing. As you can, yeah. Absolutely. We've got a couple of those open still. Yeah. yeah. Try to keep, try and make them funny. <laughs> Unlike ours, uh, actually, like uh, Eric Ri- Eric Richardson's hilarious, a uh, barrier will hit Vettel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, my prediction uh, is this week, isn't it? Yeah. I said Kvyat will score points in his return, which uh, yeah, mine, mine's ooh, gone. We'll see. Gasly did go back to Super Formula, unfortunately. He did. Um, so you miss score an imaginary point that doesn't mean anything <laughs> this week. Yeah. Um. I think that's everything. If you want to find any of us, uh, Stu is on Twitter at Stu underscore PX. Tom is at TomKing89 and I am at TNM Chris. Um, and I think that will do us for this week, won't it? Indeed. So join us uh, next week for the USA review and hopefully we'll be able to crown our first person with a clean sweep because this is the best chance we've had so far of doing it. And until then, thanks for listening and we'll see you then. Bye. 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 <laughs>